Previously on Gutter Trash. Like if you if you get straight A's that quarter, you get to be headlocked by yeah. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, and they called us all into a gym, and the gym was like an assembly, and the Backstreet Boys were there and performed and handed out cassette singles. We had puppets once, I think, <laughs> tell us about not, not to let people touch you in your bed place. And he was in detention, too, for urinating all over the bleachers. Being trash sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? All, all we ever had was this... Uh, jump rope team called the Happy Hoppers that would show up. Well, what if you can't breathe? Well, fuck those people. They should find new jobs. He's clearly, like, he's drunker than Frank Miller on NPR. Of course, I don't have the balls to say anything. <laughs> like, after, you know, he ate shit in front of our feet. I get a really dirty vibe a lot of times when I go Well, that's there. because really dirty people shop there. He has a two-inch deep bruise to prove it. Every time I walk into a store, I immediately just go and do dick customer mode. <laughs> Where I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to have any kind of conversation. I just want to get the shit that I want, and I want to get the fuck out. Classic, classic hitter. <laughs> My name's Eric. I'm Jason. And uh, kind of a, a special episode today. <clears throat> you like, want to announce it? Like, like we're getting married. We're getting married next Tuesday. <laughs> You're all invited. <laughs> uh, originally, what? we were just going to elope, but we figured, fuck it. Yeah. Let's tell the world. Yeah, actually, I think this is the second time we've announced our marriage really? on the show. Yeah. Well, third time's the charm. Yeah, well, I guess... Next time. Yeah. Next time for a reason. The third time, we're really getting married. Make an yeah. honest man out of me. I'll try. All right. Don't you get away from me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no. Not that, that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. But we're joking. Because uh, I've already spent uh, the past, like, what, three weeks offending pretty much every single person on the face of the planet. You, yeah, it's like you're... Uh, I should probably balance the karmic scales a little bit and, and be nice for a while. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck those people. Uh, no, we have uh, we have our first guest. Yeah. Ever. Too bad he's not very interesting or anything. Oh, well, and come on. He's mute. I am. I'm pretty mute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't talk much. <laughs> I'm the worst special guest of all time. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah, it's a Ouija board. We we got Jack Kirby here via the Ouija board yeah. to tell us about his new project. Stan Lee created for, everything. For Stan Lee, <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. We, I thought so. You were five bucks. And of course, it. I joke. Stan Lee did not create wow. everything. <laughs> not uh. a Stan Lee fan. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and uh, tell the people. Tell Pat who you are. Yeah. <laughs> the people. Well, Pat Kane, you know me. Um, my name is Matthew Brassfield. There's I'm a local filmmaker from the area. What people can't see is there's an actual... We just have a picture of Pat's face on our microphone because we picture... You know, he's... I mean, he's the only one listening, so... 
Just pretend like we're talking directly to you, Pat. That's right. This is just for you, Pat Gang. <laughs> we do it all for you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I stepped all over your lines there. Do you think he's kind of like uh, Damien from The Omen? Like, everything that we do in this room is just for Pat Kane? Hmm. Huh. Uh, uh, it seems like it so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask Polanski about that. <laughs> Are you still in contact with him? Let me get the Ouija board out. <laughs> Plus, he's not dead. He will be. He will be after tonight. <laughs> so says Jack Kirby through the Ouija board. See, here, and I thought we were actually going to announce that you were actually the little girl that he raped. The uh, Polanski? Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kirby did no such thing. <laughs> Maybe Ditko. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, kidding st- just kidding, Steve. I know you're listening. <laughs> You know, probably somewhere he is listening and a tear just came to his eye. <laughs> He's probably doing some awesome, demented crime comics that no one will ever see right now. More He's probably. got like 340 <laughs> pages of it squirreled away in his basement. You ever think maybe it's on the walls of his basement? <laughs> That's why no one will ever see it. <laughs> Except for the, the meter reader guy. He's like, wow, this is damn good. This is better than your Spidey stuff. <laughs> and Dako just stops and says, get out of my house! <laughs> So, yeah, if he would have compared it to the question, then yeah, it would have been all right. <laughs> he may have forgiven him. Or what, Mr. A? Was that his other guy? Mr. E? Mr. E? Mr. A, I think. Mr. Mm. E is a different guy. It's a lady, I think. Miss 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 Tree. That's what I'm thinking of. Miss Tree. Miss Tree. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all quality p- publications. Probably. Oh, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> So, hi, Matt Brassfield. Hey, Hello. Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on our show. Oh, yeah. it's no problem at all. I'm, I'm glad to be the first uh, guest yeah. and honored to be on Gutter Trash number 17. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're uh, pretty much over here because we didn't feel like dropping you off at home. Oh, I yes. understand. <laughs> I understand. It's true. It's kind of out of the way. <laughs> it's only a few blocks down the road. I mean... I could just I could have walked home, but you guys were felt nice enough to just let me come in. Oh well, you're gonna have to anyway because we usually like hang out after the show. So no, oh, so either way, I, I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah, you're walking home. <laughs> yeah, you're walking home. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Now you want to tell him the real reason you invited him? <coughs> Only after I cough up my lungs. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real reason is because you're. You're a damn fine-looking guy. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, That's we... what Jason tells me every night. <laughs> wow, we, we're all, like, closet closet uh, homosexuals, probably, because we make, we make like, all these, like, you know, hey, uh, you should wrap your little friend on penis jokes. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think, think anyone's <laughs> ever said that. Well, it's implied. Jason, but... you always have to put it one <laughs> step further down. I just, I, just, I just say it like it's spelled. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think if we were... Openly just saying, you know, fuck all the homosexuals. Not not literally, but like, you know, like in a violent, uh, hateful kind of way. Mm-hmm. And not in the, you know, literally fuck all not, homosexuals. Not the intercourse. Right, right. right. Uh, then we would be. Then we would be okay. closeted homosexuals. See, I gotcha. I don't know. We're, not, we're not saying it in a hate crime kind of way. Okay. Right. <laughs> if we were doing that, then yes, we're probably good. <laughs> well, we, you know, we can. I don't know. We can still be gay. We can, I mean, I don't mind if you guys are gay. I'm That's pretty fine. happy. I'm, I'm not, not necessarily. <laughs> I I'm, I'm gay as far as happy. So yeah, I, me too. Oh uh, well, I I'm, came out on the show. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess that I'm not gay at all. 
I'm out of the closet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Good one. All right. So, yeah, we, we, uh, it's a movie episode. We, we saw a movie. And Brassfield here, being a uh, filmmaker, we thought, uh, well, actually, that's a complete lie. We, we don't think you have anything to say about filmmaking at all. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Uh, but no, we, uh, being a filmmaker, we thought maybe a unique perspective. On top of the fact that the movie we saw is a subject near and dear to your heart. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I swear if a werewolf would have ran through this movie (laughs) any one time, (laughs) I would have said, You are Darren Anosky, aren't you? The the film was kind of definitely geared toward my interests, wasn't it? (laughs) There was like actual dialogue that I've actually almost said before, which was kind of funny. I believe it. It was a, it was like a magic mirror into your soul. <laughs> kind of was. Yes. We're, of course, talking about Fifty First Dates. Yes. You know, well, I, I, one of those dates, you know, you thought he would have remembered, but he really didn't. I mean... I thought it was Drew Barrymore that uh, forgot. No, I don't know. Was it Drew Barrymore? Yeah, she forgot. Yeah, she was know. forgetting all the dates. I've actually never seen that movie. So. <laughs> That's actually the trailer. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I, I like Spit Through First Dates. I really did. So one of us have Man, seen I am maybe. gay. I totally <laughs> am gay. Could, could be. Could be. No, I don't think you're gay. You're just a girl. Yeah. I'm just a wuss. <laughs> I'm, I just offended gay people everywhere by associating them with my wussiness. Yeah, I offended them all by associating them with your vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you need to change that, buddy. So we saw... We saw Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler, yeah. which, uh, let's see, wrestling is, I know, your your big number one passion. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, 80s heavy metal yes. is probably number two. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, if there was a werewolf in it, it probably you probably would have just had, like, the most explosive <laughs> orgasm right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> You also forgot that it had uh, dark-haired stripper girls in it. Which oh, yeah. Awesome. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you like yeah, uh, tattooed yeah. naked chick. <laughs> and, and some old-school Nintendo. And old-school Nintendo. That's only was you. He plays old-school Nintendo all the time. Every night. I hear it because his, his bedroom is right over my bedroom in the house. And uh, and his TV is, like, literally literally over my bed. And I, I hear, like, Nintendo music as I fall asleep. I guess uh, you just, uh, yeah. Uh, you two are roommates. Oh, yeah, yes, we're roommates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've, uh, I don't know if we've talked about you on the show before, we've definitely mentioned, uh, Mother the other two. Yeah. The other two. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, well, there's four of us that rent a house, and, <laughs> yeah, Matt's one of them. Yeah, yeah I'm one of them. <clears throat> but yeah, so, uh, let me just start off by saying that I love Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. I think he is a great director. Oh, yeah. And I've enjoyed... Most of the films I've seen by him, mm-hmm. I say that because I haven't seen The Fountain all the way through yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell asleep like uh, the the couple times I tried watching it. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I just probably need to not watch it when I'm uh, uh, remotely tired. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I read I read the 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 comic the the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> was that but, Kent, uh, who drew that? Kent Williams. Or Kent Williams. Yeah. yeah or John Jamuth. Uh, the same guy, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's his uh, alter ego. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that it 
captured the feel of wrestling, um, especially like the aging wrestlers. Um, definitely had a little bit of Jake the Snake Roberts in it with the whole, you know, not keeping in contact with his daughter and a guy who was on top who was now wrestling in like high school gyms or, you know, mm-hmm. little uh, small venues that, you know, maybe 20 people show up for. Uh, I think it, it did a really good job of, and it, you know, Mickey Wark really did a good job as far as the guy who used to have it all who can't let go of his past. I mean, he drove around with, you know, an action figure of himself and yeah. still kind of promoted himself like he's still... 20 years old. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. couldn't just, he couldn't let go of the fact that he is, he was getting older, he was having health problems, you know, he, it, it was just really well put together. It was a re- really well put together movie. Yeah, I did want to ask you who he, uh, Mickey Rourke plays Randy the Ram Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you who he was analogous to in uh, the um, real world. It looked like two wrestlers um, because there was uh, there's also a wrestler that used to wrestle for uh, ECW um, and WCW, and he had a brief stint in WWE um, named Jerry Lynn, who also went through some of the same kind of problems. Who you know, talented guy, and started doing the hardcore wrestling too because he was getting older. Same thing with him. He has a daughter that you know he doesn't even talk to, doesn't speak to. Mm-hmm. So it was really like he went and looked at some of the saddest cases in wrestling, and he pulled from all that. You know, there's been tons and tons of professional wrestlers from the 70s and 80s who have died of heart attacks, you know, before the age of 45 to 50, and they've already passed away from heart attacks. Right. I mean, because they do put their bodies through so much. So it was like he took all those elements and just threw it into one character to try to get mm-hmm. people to really realize that, you know, Wrestling is glamorous. You watch it on TV. You think, you know, these guys are larger than life, but they're actually human beings right. when it comes down to it. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like a cartoon, but mm-hmm. they do, they do, you know, they abuse have, their bodies. Yeah, they abuse their bodies. They have no relationships. They have no, you know, interaction with their family because when you're on the road, especially when you're big, a big star, you know, guys like Hulk Hogan in their prime or, you know, even like John Cena or any of these guys – you don't see your family because mm-hmm. you're constantly on the road. You know, you get maybe a week off uh, every two months, and, you know, they lose contact with their, their, who they are and what their family is. Their family becomes the actual wrestling federation and the fans. And, you know, it, it, the documentary Beyond the Mat, I think, does a really good job of mm-hmm. also showing the darker side of, of pro wrestling and, you I know, how it affects that. people's lives. Yeah, I need to see that. I haven't seen that. Just don't get me wrong. I love pro wrestling, so I'm not. This isn't a anti-pro <laughs> wrestling talk. So I'm getting the feeling maybe you didn't love it. No, I thought it was great. Where, where, why would you? Okay, I was just you. Were, it just felt like you were leading up to that because you're like, I like most of his movies. And no, no, I just okay. I was talking about the fountain. Yeah, I think okay. he even already said that he liked okay. it before he asked me what I thought about. No, that. no, you didn't. No, I was, I was curious. I was, I was curious. No, I, yeah, I was. Uh, the main pull, I think, for this movie is the fact that uh, I'm probably the exact opposite of Matt. I cannot ever give a shit about wrestling. Right. I don't care. It's fuck that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I know that being a comic book fan, it's like kind of weird because I mean, it's you know, kind of sweaty, muscly, spandexy guys beating <laughs> the crap out of each other, mm-hmm. and then like soap opera storylines and all that stuff. But right. I can't stand wrestling. Fuck it. This movie actually made me really care. Yeah, and like I'm not. I mean, 
it's not going to turn me into a big wrestling fan at all. I mean, I'm still never going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just watching this movie, I mean, it did a real good job of building up all the, uh, well, at least, you know, Mickey Rourke's character, uh, you know, from that perspective. And uh, all the shit that he went through in the film. And uh, you sort of get an idea of, like, you know, just the lifestyle that he's led. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's it was really odd, too, because you... you at times you shouldn't really like his character because mm-hmm. of like the stuff that he does to his daughter, but you can't help finding yourself really liking and caring about the character. Because yeah, he's he does such a good job of making that character whole. You know, he's a whole human. He's not just some wrestler guy that you know screwed over his daughter. He's he's got all kinds of problems. And See, I don't know that he screwed over his daughter. I know he he well he abandoned her. It, yeah, you know, sort of. But I mean, even then, I, I still. Yeah, I get the feeling that it's not really what he wanted to do, but it's just something that he had to do in order to keep his lifestyle the way it was going. Right. But I think on I that, mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's like, you know, oh, good for him, abandon yeah. your kids. <laughs> yeah. you know? Follow uh, your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> if that dream comes calling, just sit the kids on a, in a basket <laughs> on the steps. Yeah. I think w- what, what he was trying to do on that f- factor as far as with the daughter, too, was to show that... Um, these guys are in love with the business, and like I said, they lose touch with mm-hmm. reality. They start to believe that they are these characters. You know, you know. You, you, anytime you see Hulk Hogan, you don't get Terry Bola, who's really Hulk Hogan. You right. get Hulk Hogan. You know, doing the gimmick. And I mean, anytime you see them anywhere out in public, they're not they're not who they really are. Right. They they get stuck and feeling like. They're, you know, a modern Greek god who all thousands of people are cheering for and they can do no wrong. Right. And they just lose touch with the reality. I mean, I can't speak for, you know, every pro wrestler. You know, I can only give my opinion well, you on, can speak on the for subject. Jimmy and Superfly Snooker, you can speak. Th- he's, well, yeah. He speaks through you yeah. telepathically. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, other, That's other, a given. Other than him and maybe Ricky to the right. <laughs> story, Which, by the way, I don't know if either one of you guys caught at the end when it said special thanks to wrestlers, it did say the Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Uh, okay, I wanted to mention this. <laughs> You're reminding me. I, I, if you would have told me that someday I'd be sitting in an art house movie theater and see Nikolai Volkov's name in the credits, <laughs> I would have said, whatever. But it happened tonight. <laughs> and I only had one beer, so I know I wasn't, like, just making shit up. That was that was awesome. <laughs> Nikolai Volkov. They thanked him. I thought it was really cool, too, that um, they had other um, wrestlers in it. Like, they had Ernest Miller, who was playing the, uh, what was the main bad guy? Oh, the, was, uh, the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah, who was actually Ernest Miller, Bob, who used to Bob wrestle. The Ayatollah. He used to wrestle for WCW, who is a retired pro wrestler, too. So it was kind of nice to see that they actually dug in. Um, Yeah, they had um, Ron the Truth Killings in it, who's an actual pro wrestler who's wrestling for WWE right now. Um, That Necro Butcher who did the hardcore match, he's an actual wrestler who actually does that stuff. Was the the guy that was hooking him up with painkillers, the big bald guy? Oh, I'm sure he was. I I didn't recognize him, Mm. but I'm sure he's He's probably some indie pro wrestler out there. I do want to ask about the hardcore match. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. Oh, it's out there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like ladders and barbed yeah, wire. barbed wire and staple guns and fluorescent light bulbs hitting each other and falling on thumbtacks. I mean, there's some 
pretty hardcore wrestling stuff out there. Jesus. <laughs> they have, uh, they've had things before, too, where they'll, like, um, take a baseball bat and wrap it uh, with, like, a towel that's put with lighter fluid, and they'll light it on fire and hit each other with it. And I mean, it's... There's some really hardcore wrestling out there. See, with that wrestling, uh, seems to me not to be really wrestling. I, we no, had, I don't no. know. We had, each other. we had wrestling at my school. And I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I mean, some of the, some of that happened at pep rallies, like behind the bleachers. But, <laughs> but yeah, see, that's the hardcore wrestling. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, which in the United States, you know, companies like ECW and XPW brought that into the the mainstream here, but. You know, there was Japanese federations that actually were doing that for years the before. Japanese. Leave it to the Japanese yeah. to make, make, make it crazy. Yeah. Years Turn before the Americans did. <laughs> crazy and potentially lethal. Yeah. <laughs> Got it, my hat's off to him. He actually took off his hat. Yeah. Good to see that there on the internet. <laughs> the only other thing that I really want to talk about was the regular Nintendo game that they were playing, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> Because what was cool about that, it's actually a takeoff of the Acclaim uh, WWF WrestleMania oh. game, and it was almost the same exact game, just same with letter, his character. Letter, right. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, that they actually took the time to make a because you know you saw his name and his likeness. Yeah, the game. they actually made a Nintendo version of of Mickey Rourke. It's pretty awesome. They they should actually release that, and I would probably buy it. <laughs> I guess if the movie did extremely well, they probably would. Yeah, yeah. Seeing as how it only opened here at the Neon, it probably is not going to do very well. Yeah. Which is which is kind of a shame. I, I think oh, that movie should have made it to you know yeah, the mid that's surprising. main theaters. That's really surprising. Well, it might be because it didn't have a happy ending, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really did. It's <laughs> definitely not a Hollywood movie. No, uh, I did. I did want to say I love like uh, the stripper Pam that he's sort of yeah. has a crush on through the whole Marissa movie. Marissa Tomei. Marissa yep. Tomei, yeah, she's awesome. I always have loved Marissa Tomei, but uh, she still looks good by the way. Yeah, she, oh, looks really yeah. good. <laughs> she looked great in this movie. She but spends, uh, I'd say, seventy percent of it naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't you think like I mean I'm sure this is pretty obvious, but they're uh, you know both of those characters like have the same exact like lifestyle and job. I mean they just. Yeah. You know, put on the show and become this character for yeah. people to, uh, to you know, to do to live out their fantasies. You know, like they want to watch wrestlers and you know, it's, they're like superheroes and Greek gods, like you guys said, right. or like you know, strippers. Where yeah. you know, most people don't really think of strippers as just a mom or a normal they think person. Of them objects. And they well, they don't want to. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, they both like had the same exact kind of path, and at the end, she sort of grew out, out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't. Well, the only reason I think he doesn't is because... He feels like he doesn't have anything. Well, yeah, and because that's the only time he, he tries to good. reach out to to uh, Pam, mm-hmm. and she rejects him. And, like, it's only that she realizes the end of her... The error of her ways that she does make that change, mm-hmm. but it's already too late for him. Yeah. Because he's already... He's snapped. He's, he's gone. He realizes that he has nothing anymore. Right. Well, and I think that's one of the, the one things, too, about like wrestlers if you look at it i mean look at guys like terry funk who are almost in their 60s and are still wrestling i mean i think they get used to that lifestyle and they don't know anything else you know some of them do move on and get normal legit jobs after they retire but there's some of them that just can't let go i mean look at like rick flair who finally just retired last year i think he was like 
65 or something like that. That's I mean, insane. Yeah. I it mean, goes back to what I was saying in the other episode about 65-year-olds doing cool shit, but then my dad, you know, yeah. like <laughs> sitting at home watching Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, you got Iggy, Iggy Pop and Ric Flair just kind of... <laughs> well, those guys have set the bar a little high, though, for 65-year-olds, I think. I mean, like, I, I couldn't imagine my mom, like, jumping off of a turnbuckle... <laughs> And, uh, and she's like, she's, what is she, 35? She's 61 or something? No, she's 66. Oh, wow. Okay. She's older than Ric Flair? You think she You think she could put a figure four on somebody, though? I don't know. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> it's my mom, dude. Figure, figure four is a wrestling move. Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought that was like some sort of Turkish, like, stink bomb or whatever those things are called. No, no. the figure four is Ric Flair. Uh, like the, the, what is it called? The squirrel punch? Or? The donkey punch. Donkey punch, punch. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel punch. <laughs> oh, that's something that, that's something I drink at uh, church camp. Never mind. <laughs> I get, always get those things. No, the shocker. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And right. just, Why are you talking about your mom and the shocker? Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> not where we're going with this. And one other thing, I uh, you went there. No, <laughs> I'll have to agree with the Ram. By the way, that uh, the '80s music is the best. Yeah. That, Bands like Motley Crue. Uh, like, I heard "Accept Balls to the Wall." And yeah. It, that, yeah, that movie. His Cinderella, was, uh, Quiet Riot. Quiet. Yeah. Calls, At the end, it was Guns and Roses. Yeah. He calls Kurt Cobain a pussy. Yeah, he's right. You know, he's, I, yeah, he's right. I but, love. I love. I love that music, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't rock like the 80s stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that subconsciously uh, I wrote this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, exactly. This couldn't have been more more bra- Matt Raspelish. Yeah, should we, well, briefly talk about your movies? You do movies, horror yeah. movies. Yeah, I do uh, local, small-budget, no-budget horror films. Um... That's pretty much it. I mean, you can check us out at throw bloodlinevideo.net. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> throw a couple names out there. Uh, Werewolf of Ohio, um, Wolf Hunter, it's in the Crawl Space, uh, Razor, Farmer Joe, mm-hmm. uh, Mommy Sleepover Massacre, uh, Bark wow. at the Moon. Uh, we've done a bunch. Yeah. I mean, we've we've rocked it for uh, going on 11 years now making independent movies. And you're having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, our our stuff has played in theaters and, and everything else, so mm-hmm. can't complain. Nice. Can't complain. Well, uh, I'll throw a link up uh, when I put up the show. Yeah, well, you thank go. you, thank you. If I remember, it's oh, yeah. three <laughs> weeks, and I'll barely remember that we ever did this episode. <laughs> You'll be listening to it, cut, and be like, Matt was on this? <laughs> <laughs> I've decided I'm not listening to our episodes anymore. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's painful. <laughs> This will be the most downloaded, though. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> when you when if you just put wrestler on there, I'm yeah. sure uh, it'll probably be one of the most downloaded. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, you know try listening to an episode yourself. I've, I've heard I've heard the first one. Oh, you have not. Yes, I, and I heard the test one that you guys did. <laughs> the first one in the test one. I think that's all I've heard actually. <laughs> no, I think I've heard up to like four. Uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, we six, don't have six, internet at our house. <laughs> So we don't get to do much. Well, you know, uh, Jason has a copy of all the episodes yeah, I've got himself. Yeah, yeah. Copies. Well, <laughs> thanks for not sharing, Jason. <laughs> wow, there seems like there was something else I really wanted to mention about this movie because I had like four things in my brain when we were driving home. Uh, well, I do kind of want to talk about the plot of it a little bit, or at least just in general. Uh, 
there's almost no plot to this movie. Uh, it's just sort of like you know the life of this this uh, broken down wrestler. Broken down wrestler, and he winds up having a heart attack. I think like thirty minutes into it. Yeah. Which you know basically kind of forces him to retire. But you know he starts going through all this other crap. He tries reaching out to his daughter, who's been estranged. Uh, he tries reaching out to the stripper, and everyone just pretty much rejects him at every turn, uh, which forces him to go back into wrestling. I mean, that's it. I think he. Th- it, what was what was bizarre though is like at the end though. I think he knew that he was going to. He was yeah that it wasn't a yeah. smart idea to yeah. do go back into wrestling. Well, that's the one thing the movie when it ends. Spoiler, uh, <laughs> it doesn't show you what actually happens. No, so at I mean, that point, so you could write your own happy ending for the movie if yeah, you wanted to. Yeah, but, but it was leading up that he, doesn't, yeah, so. he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> it didn't, uh, didn't look good. No, yeah. but uh, I would say if Mickey Rourke was not in this movie, it probably wouldn't have been all that great a movie. I, yeah, I agree. He was amazing. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty much your your sort of standard almost sports movie, except for at the end, you know, the the good guy doesn't win. It, but, was, uh, it had a touch of Rocky too. If you a think little bit about of Rocky, it. yeah, like yeah. especially this last Rocky that they did. You know, an aging guy who still feels like he has something to prove. Right. I mean, and and that's kind of what the premise of the movie is. It's you right. know. The but, human will to live, I guess, and okay. to go on and to do what you want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You seem to want to have to say something. Oh no, I was, I was just thinking. Okay. Can you imagine if uh, this movie would have been like a, you know a football movie or right. like a? I mean, like wrestling, I think lends itself really good to something like this because I mean everybody does just kind of see wrestlers in that one light. I mean, you never really hear that much about you know off. Off the mat or ring, right, ring right, wrestlers, yes. especially if you're not really just your average wrestling fan who just watches on Monday nights or whatever, and all you know is the characters. You know, if you yeah. actually start reading into it, you know, I love the business and I love everything about wrestling. I mean, I've watched it since I was a kid, but there's a lot of fucked up things that go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people like Vince McMahon and everything who make you know millions and billions of dollars off of these guys and when these guys get older it's like he puts them out to pasture and doesn't care about them you know they have no health insurance they have you know no union anything so half these guys are broken down and by the time that they actually are kicked out or retired they have nothing Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's kind of sad if you go down the list of all these wrestlers who are broken down and need surgeries and all this who can't even afford surgeries when they were making Vince McMahon or Ted Turner or all these other people billions and millions it's it's like wow what, you know these people should have more respect for the people who actually made them their money mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, probably one of the more depressing scenes in the movie was when he goes to the uh, the signing Oh, yeah. yeah, and he realizes that everybody there is all the broken yeah. down. You know. But there's only like you know five of them there, and they yeah. get like you know, there's like two people that yeah. come up to yeah. like everyone. And, yeah, they, yeah, he gets like three or four people to take a picture with him and right. buy something, but it's like completely empty. And yeah, at that point, he's <clears throat> still the more in shape of everyone there. Yeah. But you know, this is like you know weeks after having suffered you know an almost fatal heart attack and. 
He sees, yeah. he sees this as his future right yeah. yeah. And they also did what was great is that he couldn't even afford to pay his rent. If you look at it, he couldn't even, in the movie, he can't even afford to pay his rent on a trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just shows you that these guys who used to be big and, you know, they were showing all this stuff of all these matches that he used to have and how big of a deal he was, and now he was nothing. Oh, I loved how they did... I love how they tease you too. Like the very beginning of the movie, it starts out with this pan of all the flyers with, uh, you know, all the all the events that he's took taken part in. Magazine, and, and you don't really see them. And you know, you're like, you know, I mean, you don't see the events. He d- it just pans over the flyers, and then it cuts to you know, like him after a match. And you're like, wait a minute, are they just not going to show much wrestling? And and then like it cuts right into a, like a match after that. Yeah. And then whenever it does the uh, what, what do they call the the one with the step ladder and all that the. Blood well, match. I mean, hardcore. Hardcore. When they do the hardcore match, I mean, at first you just see the aftermath, and you're like, oh, uh, like I would like to have seen how he got all those staples and how that guy got that giant gash on his head. Yeah. And then they cut and show it to you. Yeah. And then they even, and then like the third time to me that they do that is at the very end of the movie where you think there's going to be another scene because like there's this blackness with music, and it like goes on just long enough that without credits that you're like, Okay, there's going to be another scene. Okay, right. They're teasing me a third time, right. no. and then there's no other scene. Right. No. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I, I I don't know. I kind of wanted to know what happened to him, but I do like the fact that they leave it up in the air, so your own mind you can kind of play out. You know, did he pass away? Did he did he suffer another heart attack? But he's made it, and now he has to retire. Did was he all right? And just you know, when did did or, he did he run away with Pam? And yeah, did they end up meeting back up? And you know, it, there was a lot of unanswered questions. But it's kind of cool that they did that because you can actually finish the movie in your own mind and kind of piece together what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, again, I gotta. Just go back to Mickey Rourke uh, in this movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the best performances I've seen uh, in a while from anyone. Yeah, yeah. And I know they're calling this his big comeback movie, but you know he's been around for yeah. the past couple of years doing movies. Yeah, because yeah, Sin, Sin City, I think it was Sin was City his big was, comeback movie. Yeah, he was the best <laughs> thing in that movie. Yeah, and I don't know if I mean it seems like everyone has forgotten that. Because, I mean, even when that movie came out, you know, that's all everyone ever talked about was how good he was in that movie. Yeah. But maybe it's because he had so much makeup on in that. that you know, they forgot just, it was him. Right. Yeah, the Marv segments were actually the the, the best yeah. of that. <laughs> he was really good in a movie called Spun that came out, like, I don't know, ten years ago or five years ago. Or something. Yeah, it was like five Brittany, years ago. Yeah. Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. Jason yeah. Schwartzman. Yeah, he was, he was awesome in that as the meth cook. Yeah. Uh, so he's been around, and he's been doing movies where he actually has to act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, up until this one, everyone pretty much just forgot that he's been doing stuff. To me, it was more of a comeback for Marissa Tomei, because I can't think of the last thing I actually have seen her in, and I think she did a really good job. I think she's been around. She's been doing, like, independent films here and there, so mm-hmm. I think uh, she was in a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, a year ago or so. Uh, apparently, like all her movies she's been in lately, she gets naked. So, you know, good for her. <laughs> she's a, she's a fine looking lady, but, but yeah. I think she's an awesome actress. Like, oh, uh, she's very good. Yeah, like I mean, like I know, 
I don't know if you guys like Oscar, but I, I fucking love Oscar the movie. It's one of my favorite movies, seriously. Well, I mean, I know you're a big Stallone fan. Oh, so you I love like Stallone. It, but it is seriously in my top like ten favorite movies of all time, Oscar. And uh, and she was really good in what was it The Slums of Beverly Hills? Yeah, oh, yeah, she was yeah, great. She was good too. She was good in My Cousin Vinny, of course, which yeah. kind of brought her into the the. Well, spotlight. she won an Oscar for that, and everyone yeah. says that you know she should deserve it for that. But I think you know, and I read this somewhere else as well. That, you know, she's been in enough quality movies and given so many great performances since then. Yeah. She deserves that Oscar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe not for that movie, but she deserves the Oscar. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Uh, she almost kind of, for a while, almost stole a couple of the scenes. You know, I was like, man, yeah, she might right. be the best character in the movie, but... I mean, yeah. I think they're Rourke both really strong. It in. They're both, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rourke was amazing. But they were both really, really, really great characters. I think uh, Evan, how do you say it? Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, I think she did a really great job. Mm-hmm. She's all right. I, I I think the scene where she finally, when he finally let her down for the last time, I yeah. thought that worked she really well. I think that her emotions and everything that she showed was was really good. I didn't buy that one so much. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I have to agree. Like, like at the first, I was like, oh, this. This girl might not be so great, but I, that scene kind of did it for me, too. Uh, the scene where they're actually reconciling uh, really sold me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the scene where, where Mickey fucks up for the last time. Yeah. You know, that, that just, I didn't buy her performance at all. I, I liked when they were making up when the, the scene that sticks oh, out is when she actually walks out and puts her arms around him. Yeah. I mean, like, that sticks in your mind, and you're like, wow, that's that was a pretty powerful small moment, but it was yeah. so powerful, you know what I mean? You were like... I keep crying in front of my friends. I feel like a, I just got beat up at school, and I'm like... Man, you're a pussy. I know, I'm such a... I was, I was wiping away my own tears. Yeah. As I was say, don't don't feel bad. I actually kind of felt myself tearing up I at know. the end when he's when he started feeling the heart attack again, and he's on top of the ropes and he's getting ready to do his finisher, and you're just like, oh man. I know. Every time I see a movie, I fucking cry. Even in Cabin Boy, Even I couldn't Cabin fucking Boy. believe it. I'm like, I'm like hell's a bucket. No. <laughs> no. Someday you'll grow up to be a cabin man. Mm. <laughs> Oh, your pipe's clean. <laughs> They're actually kind of dirty. I haven't, I haven't showered in like two days. <laughs> That's true. Uh. We, you should also uh, <coughs> let the uh, listeners or Pat Kane know uh, what's hanging in our living room in our in our house. By the way, oh, the giant picture of the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> the framed photo. <laughs> we have this giant framed poster of the Ultimate Warrior in our living room. It's pretty awesome. There's wrestling crap. Everywhere that there, day. Yes, there's a, there's there a there Randy is. Macho Man Savage squirt gun on the kitchen sink. I saw that too. <laughs> yes, there is. I forgot about that. There's a Vampiro toy on top of my computer. And there I, I, noticed, I noticed you hit a you hit a wrestler in the downstairs shower because I was like pooping the other day. And I just kind of looked up, and uh, I wasn't pooping in the shower. I was only pooping in the tub. But, but I noticed that. Who was that wrestler? Mark Marrow. He had pink pink underwear and mustache. You, you've only just noticed that. Yesterday? No, like like this week. Yeah, this that's week. been there for months. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even live there. <laughs> I remember whenever it was like hanging on a, a light chain or something once, and I took it down. But then, like the other day, I was like, "Huh?" I actually wonder. I was like, "How long has that been there?" It's like quite a while. Because <laughs> I, I finished my James Kachalka poop reading book, right? So I just kind of sit there and like stare at the walls now this week. 
Wow, you're going to be constipated forever now. You don't have I, any chocolate to read. I know. He needs to do something. Well, I did actually. <laughs> I ordered a couple of his books this week. You should hang his uh, Fantastic Four page in your bathroom. Uh, oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, could do Just that. stare at it and read it over and over. <laughs> I'd be afraid of water damage. <laughs> actually, I put the new issue of Glamour Post in the bathroom so I can read uh, that. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> so, so... Here's a question I have for both of you guys. Uh, Eric, I think, pretty much answered it. You've never watched wrestling mm. at all? Nope. Um, Jason, have you ever oh, watched pro wrestling? I, I grew up loving wrestling. Like, every Saturday, as soon as cartoons were over, it was the fucking Ultimate Warrior for me. <laughs> Coco Beware, Junkyard Dog, all that. Uh, and then, like, on Monday nights when I was in, like, seventh grade, I would watch Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan do the uh, Monday Night... Uh, Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw is what it was called. Yep. Yeah, and, like, sometimes they'd have, like, the lamest matches, and it would go on for an hour because it was just, like... I mean, sometimes it would be, like, two guys you'd never heard of instead of just the one guy that you knew was going to lose. The jobber. Yeah, the jobber. <laughs> I like how he had job written on his knuckle. Do you notice that mm-hmm. in the movie, the Mickey work? But, um, but yeah, I, I loved wrestling when I was younger, but... I haven't I haven't watched any since I was probably like you know thirteen fourteen maybe maybe fifteen. I I still watch it. <laughs> still play all the video games. <laughs> I did watch when I was like nineteen years old. I had this friend that loved wrestling legitimately. He really did, and he <clears throat> he convinced me to watch it with him one night. And I just I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't the same. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> There's a James <laughs> James Kachaka Hulk on the on the on the. Screensaver. That's amazing. Well, I, th- I think one of the reasons why a lot of people who watch the older school wrestling can't get into the newer is because you know they try to change with times and the, the gimmick gimmicks are gone. You know the the heydays of the guys like yeah. the Ultimate Warrior and the Legion of Doom and you know Jake Roberts. Yeah, it doesn't seem as fun. It seems more like badass. Like yeah. everybody's trying to be badass. Yeah, like Triple H and the, like, these just muscle bound guys who like you are never, you never not see gimmicky it. really. Anymore. You never see a guy coming out with like a three foot tall parrot dressed in like flamboyant gear and a sunglasses yeah. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I loved that. that was yeah, so cool. and I think that was part of the charm for especially older school wrestling is you know you had these normal kind of guys too but they were still cartoon characters like you know your randy savage who you know would would had this unbelievable voice and talked about how you know smacked his woman around because she wouldn't listen to him you know leaping lanny poffo and uh who's actually macho man's brother by the way and the (laughs) funny and the evil version of dave hemner the referee like there's an evil twin episode it was it was such a like yeah, we're Hogan. <laughs> he screwed Hogan in the match. It's like, like a soap opera. Yeah, and then, like, because he gets knocked under the ring or something, and then he comes back out, and you're like, oh, like, that's weird. The referee went under the ring, and now he's coming back out, and he's okay. And then, like, you know, he, he fast loses counts the, the, yeah, the fast monster. Counts, and you're like, what? <laughs> and then, like, the real one comes out, and there's these two old guys that are twins, like, as referees, and they're, like, staring down at each other, and you're like, what? This is fucking crazy. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I don't. I couldn't see them doing that anymore. Now no. they just ride out in Harley's and like, you know, slap their muscles and like, you know, I don't know. Well, it, it modern wrestling, Pose. I think, yeah, Pose, is yeah. now is more about not like during the '80s. It was definitely still about selling a product. You know, they had WWF ice cream bars for God's sake. Cartoon you know, shows. cartoon shows and tons yeah. of toys. And I watched. Hulk Hogan's uh, wrestling cartoon. There you go. Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Captain Lou as uh, as Mario in the Mario oh, cartoon. You have seen wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? What's that clip of 
Captain Lou on the Mario show where he says uh, some unbelievable F-words or something on, on the kid's show. Like, he didn't know the camera was on. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, it's on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube, everyone. It's like Captain Lou Albano goes nuts and curses in front of the kids on the Mario show. Captain Lou is a, is a crazy son of a bitch. With those rubber bands in his video. Man, I, I do want to go watch old wrestling with you. Now. I have tons of old VHS tapes of wrestling. Let's do it up some uh, let's see. Mickey Rourke is in fucking fantastic shape. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> he was goddamn ripped. That yeah. reminds me, he's going to be wrestling. Supposedly, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be at WrestleMania to take on Chris Jericho. Because <laughs> I guess he's actually now legitimately trained as a wrestler. He can actually wrestle, wrestle now. So, like, did he, he did his own stunts in the movie? Yeah, that? yeah. Supposedly, I, I don't know if, how true this is, but uh, th- there was a rumor that it was a Rob Van Dam and Ric Flair were actually two of the guys that trained him. And huh. taught him how to how to sell and you know and how to do everything. Credits, but I mean, you know, that doesn't. I looked on the credits. I was looking for all of the wrestler names I recognized, and mm-hmm. I didn't really see too many. But I seen Brutus the Barber Beefcake on there. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some horrible? Oh God, I hope this doesn't happen. But like, what if he Mickey Rourke had a heart attack while wrestling at WrestleMania? Be, uh, that's some Brandon Lee shit, right? T- there. To be honest, I really don't think that he's going to show. I, I I mean, a gut feeling. Because he he is a serious actor. I mean, and you got to think. I mean, and it's no offense, but is he really going to take the the chance of getting in the ring and actually getting hurt or anything else for you, mean, you like know his boxing career? Yeah. <laughs> Did he have a boxing? Career? Yeah, he quit acting for, for a while. Yeah, and that's why his face is so fucked up now. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, I was. I forget what I was doing, but uh, I think it was on Amazon or something looking for a movie. And, uh, like, an old, like, you know, 1986 era Mickey Rourke movie showed up and, like, his face was on the cover. And, like, you can seriously tell that his face is completely different than how he used to look. Oh, yeah. His face got fucked the shit up <laughs> when he started boxing. I, I didn't know what happened. Because, yeah, I mean, it, even even his whole physique, like, if you watch, he was in Barfly, he played yeah. Charles Bukowski in the Barfly. Yeah. And if you, if you see him, I mean, he looks, like, skinny and, like... Yeah. Like just, yeah, he looks like Bill Pullman or something. Yeah, he's kind of a pretty boy. Yeah, they, 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 he was the rugged pretty boy. Yep. Is yep. when he first got around, you know, they marketed him as the rugged pretty boy. Yep. Hmm. No, I, I want to see one of those boxing matches. <laughs> Have you ever seen I'll the uh, Randall Tex Cobb boxing match? <laughs> no, they got. Oh my God! From Raisin, Raisin Arizona, Arizona. <laughs> he boxed before he was an actor, and man. That dude can take a punch. He sucks as a boxer, but I, I mean, my God, I watched. I forget who he was f- facing. I think like Frazier or something. And man, they knocked the fuck out of him. But he would not go down. It was amazing. Randall Tex Cobb. That's probably the only time Randall Tex Cobb has been mentioned on a podcast. By the way, maybe not. Unless there's like we a are pioneers here. Maybe there's like a Married with Children podcast out there that. <laughs> That just talks about Randall yeah. Tex Cobb. Yeah. He was, was he in? He, he was on an episode. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's true. He was on one episode. Um, <laughs> and so was Anthrax, by the way. That's true. Yeah. I remember that. I listened to Anthrax today while I vacuumed the house. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, the Super Friends while I was cleaning up. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore, too. <laughs> Did you cry? I cried while I was listening to I cried while yeah. watching Super We always friends. cry. That's well, Superman do. died. We're, we're, no. Did they uh, shoot him out in the space? Yes. <laughs> I've seen that episode. <laughs> Firestorm's <laughs> in? Yes. 
Of course, yeah. Uh, who gets captured by Matt, the dark side. Yep. Let, me, let, me, let me take a second <laughs> to describe Matt to anyone that doesn't know Matt. Matt is like every every stoner I've ever met in my life times a thousand, except for he does not smoke weed. <laughs> it's like, like I'll get up at like, uh, I'll, I'll come home at like three in the afternoon if I if I get off work early. And I'll come home and he'll be laying in his bed with like a laptop on his on his chest and like a bag of Lay's potato chips, <laughs> and he's playing Nintendo at the same time. And there's like litters of DVDs and comic books everywhere in his room. I'm like, how can this guy not smoke weed? It's unbelievable. If you did smoke weed, I bet you would be like, yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm attending but business school. And that would conform. <laughs> yeah, it would just like blow your mind, or, or you'd go in weed in reverse weed mode. Or, You'd be like the most straight dude ever. I can't believe it. Though. I'm like, how does he not smoke weed? Do you really like in the middle of the night? Maybe smoke no, weed? Or, no. Like, whenever you go to the dollar store, generally that cool, Jason. Like, like at, at work, you're like, I'm gonna run outside and uh, get something from the dollar store to drink. <laughs> Are you really just like token up in the van or something? <laughs> Shaking out in the car. <laughs> That's just for my next hit. Like uh, his blood produces his own THC. That's possible. That then maybe that's what it is. Because I mean, you, don't you have like a problem where you're, with your heart where it's too slow and everything? No, it speeds up too much. Oh, it speeds up too much. Yeah, you should try smoking. So I have to actually take medicine <laughs> to slow it down. Is that medicine called marijuana? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I of course not. It. I knew it. <laughs> if anybody out there has marijuana, I'd totally buy some for me. <laughs> Is that legal? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, well, then I was joking. <laughs> you can't say that I'm weak and... Damn it. Oh. Do you uh, know, Pat, do you know anybody? <laughs> uh, oh, man. If you do, Pat, I kind of want to talk to you about something, yeah, too. Something different, of course. You, you, yes. you know what the best part would be? Completely legal is yeah. the first day this goes up. You know, Jason's cell phone's going to ring. <laughs> From He's like, I don't know if you're kidding or not, but this, this dude that works at the tanning salon. Or? All you have to do is just go to Christopher's. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay to say that because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody, yeah, nobody there. What? In fact, I am not Matt Brasfield. <laughs> uh, My name is Charles. <laughs> Charles Brasfield. <laughs> oh. I think with that we should wrap this up. Wrap it up like a joint and smoke it. Well, I do. I, I have one more question. It's not wrestling oriented, but it's uh, something that I know you guys haven't <coughs> talked about on this podcast. Is uh, I wanted to know what your guys' favorite comic villains was. Like your actual oh. main favorite comic villain, and then like the guilty pleasure comic villain, the one oh, that wow. you're just kind of like, you know what? He's horrible, but I love him because of this. Well, let's think uh, about that, think about that <coughs> and uh, we'll come back with an answer. All right, uh, that's good.
Yes, all three of us. I'm, I'm still here as sorry, well. Sorry, everybody. Us. Oh, thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah. No problem. Like I said, I've had a blast, and uh, thank you guys for letting me be the first guest. And uh, yeah, hopefully, no you know, you guys, if you ever want me again to come back on and talk That's about yeah, something like pro wrestling yeah. or something, <laughs> we're done with you. <laughs> No. <laughs> Maybe when the next Alone movie comes out, I can yeah, share my know. love for Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rambo Five and Rocky Six come out. You're on. Or yeah. wait, was it'd uh, be Rocky Seven? Rocky Seven. That's right. I'm sorry. Or <laughs> Stallone does a werewolf movie. Or, or uh, yeah. Oscar Two. Or Oscar oh, Two. I'm all about it. <laughs> that would be a special two-hour episode. <laughs> Where Jason would reenact the whole first Oscar. <laughs> I, I could do some of the lines. I mean, I, I've seriously. It's one of those like it's one of those things where I, like if I hear a line, I know like some of the next lines. I've seen <laughs> way too many times. All right, but uh, before we left, Matt asked us the question. Oh yeah, about, the super uh, villains. Super villains oh, yeah. Our uh, favorite ones and our favorite guilty pleasure ones. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead. Uh, oh, okay. Give. Oh. Well. Uh, I mean, I know this is kind of like saying, like, hey, what's your favorite rock and roll band? I'm like, oh, Led Zeppelin, they rock. <laughs> Obviously they do, but <coughs> I, I, I can't help it. My favorite supervillain of all time is the Joker. I I can't help it. Like, every time when I was a little kid, if I saw a comic that had the Joker in it, I bought it. Or I read it, my brother's copy or whatever. Like, And 90% of them were good, at least in the 80s, I'd say. <laughs> like, I mean, they got kind of bad in the 90s. Some of the Batman stuff was just all over the place, but... He's definitely a character that I love and usually enjoy the stories that, that he appears in, no matter who writes him. So, yeah, I'd say he's my favorite villain. Yeah. And, and, I, and unfortunately, I, I think Wizard picked him as, like, the best villain ever, like, yeah. years ago, and I feel even worse about that. Here's <laughs> a quick question, too, since it's the Joker. Who mm-hmm. do you think played the best Joker as far as Caesar in Mary. the movie? Caesar Moon, yeah. Nice. All right. <laughs> No, I like them all. Actually, I, I mean, I, I mean, I generally enjoy the Caesar Romero one because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought Jack Nicholson was awesome, and I thought Heath Ledger was amazing and deserved the posthumous Oscar. And he hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah, I think Mark Hamill, who did it for the animated yeah. series, oh, yeah. does a great awesome. Joker, especially with the laugh. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and did you see Eric? By the way, then, if you like Mark Hamill as the Joker, that uh, there's a new video game called Gar. Uh, Gotham Arkham Asylum or something like yeah, that's coming yeah. out that Mark Hamill's actually doing the voice of the Joker in the game again. Nice. Yeah, yeah which is kind of cool. <laughs> Exclusive at GameStop or something, right? Or <laughs> GameSwap. GameSwap. Or, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but my guilty pleasure villain, I would say, is I, I spoke his name earlier, although I didn't mean to, the Shocker. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love the Shocker. I've always loved him. I love Comes yellow... circle. <laughs> I love yellow costumes. I really do. Like, the old Daredevil costume is my favorite Daredevil costume. Uh, I've always loved the Shocker's costume, but he's never really done anything really epic. Like, <laughs> like the only the only cool things he ever do does is, like, hang out with the other five villains and, you know, uh, and battle Spider-Man all at once. And then he seems scary, but... But I was really stoked when uh, the issue of Amazing Spider-Man came out a few weeks ago that had... Uh, Marcus Martin drew it and Mark Wade wrote it and the Shocker was in it and I was like, yes! <laughs> like, 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 I love Marcus Martin's art and I love the Shocker and I just kind of got a secret boner for that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I dig the Shocker too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something about his costume that I just, I've always liked. Yeah. I like the, the quilt thing. You know? Yeah. Just, it, it looks, it looks, <laughs> re- awesome. it looks like real because like so many of the costumes look like just tight spandex. Right. But his looks like it has a little bit of flavor and a little yeah. bit of purpose even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, tangibility. And yeah. like, you'd really see a costume like that on somebody. 
I love him. I hope Sam Raimi uses him for Spider-Man 4. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor <laughs> that he was supposed to be in part two, like opening the movie, and it was supposed to be like almost like a throwaway villain, and he was supposed to Spider Man was supposed to just beat him up, and that was it for him. I almost <laughs> kind of wish that would have happened, just because just, just to see, see him, him on the right. screen. Yeah. Like he'd only be on the screen for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and right. you know he'd get his butt kicked <sighs> and then he was out the door. But I, I mean, think more superhero movies should take that approach. Yeah, like yeah, the, the James Bond opening. You know, uh, yeah, have a supervillain right out the <laughs> right out the get go, but he's gone through the rest of the movie because he yep. gets his ass kicked. Yep. Well, didn't that happen to Scarecrow and Batman? Sort kind of, but kinda. you know, I mean, he was the main villain or one of the main villains in the first first movie. one. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he just they're kind but of showing that he's still around. The Mad Hatter, yeah. or or Killer yeah. Croc, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cooler. Yeah. But you know that movie sucks, so whatever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so you, who's your favorite villain? My favorite supervillain. I have a ton of them. Uh, it's like th- picking a favorite child. It uh, really is. Uh, I mean, because the Joker is definitely up there too, and Doctor Doom. And, uh, but I'm. Uh, 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 I've got three that I can't really choose between, okay. so I'm gonna just name them all. Shoot them all. Yeah, all right. Uh, reverse Flash. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm not as big as a Flash fan as uh, some other people. Yeah. Uh, one we know and one we listen to every week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as much uh, as I do like the Flash, though. Uh, Reverse Flash has always been my favorite villain of his because, uh, well, yellow costume. Yeah, exactly. uh, And uh, just everything I've read with him in it, it he's just uh, such an evil dick. <laughs> 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 then uh, I love Bullseye from Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil is like one of my favorite comic characters ever. And Bullseye is, I think, is his top arch nemesis. Fuck Kingpin and all that shit. Bullseye mm-hmm. is the guy. Uh, so you love the movie then? Obviously. No, the movie was, was fucking terrible. <laughs> See, I agree, because I always thought Kingpin, too, was kind of a boring character for me. Yeah. I mean, I never really got into that character well, at all. Bullseye, though, right? So yeah, right, yeah. Right. But, but I, even then, beyond that, Bullseye then had his own agenda against Daredevil at that yeah, point. Right. And most of the people that Kingpin would ever hire were more interesting than the actual Kingpin himself. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, then the third one is Bizarro. Oh, yeah. But only funny Bizarro. <laughs> like uh, like the, the Jeff Johns, uh, Eric Powell version of Bizarro. Right, or the like, 60s Bizarro. Right, right. The goofball or, one, right? Yep, yep. So yeah. those, yeah, yeah he's, I can't. He's pretty classic. Actually. Yeah, I can't choose between those three to pick out one. So I gotta mention all three. All of them. three of them are good picks. Uh, uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, it's probably gonna gain some ire, but uh, Venom. Oh yeah. I think he is probably one of the shittiest villains to ever <laughs> be created because he's a fucking costume. Yeah. And Eddie Brock is probably the most one-note fucking character ever created. And I guess now it's uh, uh, the Scorpion is the new Venom, which makes no goddamn sense anyway. <laughs> Scorpion is, really? Yeah. In uh, Thunderbolts and huh. Dark Avengers or whatever. It's, it's the guy who used to be Scorpion is now... Venom. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so who's Eddie Brock? Carnage. Eddie Brock is now anti-Venom. Okay, I've I've heard of anti-Venom. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was him. White costume. Yep. Venom, basically. Yeah. And they're running out of ideas of when to Hulk. 
anti venom. <laughs> We're not talking about anything related uh, to that anymore. Uh, fucking jail. <laughs> I've already done the intro for the last episode. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll let you listen to that. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, no, I just I think he's a goddamn terrible character, but there's something about him that I still like I, I know I shouldn't at all like this guy right. but like every time I see him show up in like a Spider-Man kind of like I'm alright this could be kind of cool but like I, I secretly hate myself <laughs> for wanting to buy it right <laughs> I've noticed I've noticed about your picks too you get you get like Bizarro who's like the evil oh wow yeah Spider-Man. man Venom's the evil version of Spider-Man <laughs> reverse <laughs> flash reverse <laughs> flash yeah you're like, you're like it's brilliant I just Wow, there's okay. something, something Bullseye's safe. the only safe one that doesn't have a uh, yeah. Yeah, good version. But, uh, I'm a one-note kind of guy. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I, just thought it was I love shitty things. Thanks. Good night, everybody. No, I was just thinking, like, it's cool that you're, like, maybe you're peering into the darkness that is untapped in the hero, and you're like, wow, the mirror version of them could be really interesting and excited. Or, or, or you just like the yellow costume and the way Eric Larson draws crazy teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my favorite Venom is Eric Larson's Venom. Really? Yeah. The out of control like where it just green so, slime from his mouth. Yeah, so <laughs> exaggerated and crazy looking. That's my favorite. I I prefer classic McFarlane Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very cool too. Yeah, I mean, Eric Larson, I love Eric Larson. He's, he's a personal hero, but uh, don't like his version of Venom, but only because... I know he hated Venom so much that that's the only reason that he even made Venom look the way he did <coughs> when he drew him. Right. And uh, uh, the tongue, I think, is what bothers me the most. Yeah, I like the tongue, too. And uh, just, like, ever since that point, everyone's just gone butt-fucking crazy with it. Yeah. And I hate it. Like, there's always slobber everywhere. Yeah. And, like, but then flies. again, that all ties into why I... Just have this secret hate of Venom and, and, and hate you say you love him. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so conflicted. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about you then? What are your favorite villains? Um, favorite actual super villain would probably be Doctor Doom, which is kind of cliche, but I mean, there's just something about him where he doesn't even really realize that he's a bad guy. By taking over the world, he thinks that he would actually make the world a better place. He's kind of like George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But way cooler. <laughs> With a yeah, nicer costume. Yeah, exactly. And I just I like that fact that he thinks that he's basically helping the world by if he took over. Okay. And I think that's kind of cool about that character. Honorable mentions um, would be like the Abomination, because I've always liked him since I was a kid. and used is to buy Hawk comics anytime I seen him facing the Abomination. Is that a, it, as a guilty pleasure or as a favorite? Favorite. Okay. And then also Craven would be one of my favorites. And I know you he, like Craven. Yeah, you know. The, the the death of Craven always sticks out the last time and is always stuck in my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whenever I think good, about comic books. It's such a good series. Uh, guilty pleasure would be the Wendigo. Um, he's just so bad, and all he does is say his name over and over. But there's just something about that big, hairy, white guy that I just love. Wait a minute, don't, don't you like Solomon Grundy a lot, too? Yes, I do. He's another big, hairy, white guy that says his name over and over. You guys are all the same. <laughs> but, yes, but I don't. Don't you like Alec Baldwin as well? He's a big, hairy, white guy as well. Does he say his name over and over? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Who's hairier, Baldwin or Ron Jeremy, though? Hmm. Uh, 
Jason would be an expert on uh, this one. <laughs> I haven't seen much Baldwin porn, but I would have to say Ron Jeremy. The Hedgehog. So, so those would be my uh, my picks. Nice. Nice. All right. Wendy Gill. <laughs> you, you should read that Wendy Hulk issue. I, I think I will. <laughs> can't get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, we haven't said it, so it's all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't say its name. Yeah, don't. It, it will show up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need uh, we need a, a new whipping boy. Yeah. Uh, we can always go with Greg Land, which will tie into the whole wrestling thing. Fuck Greg Land. He's horrible. <laughs> Greg Land is to comic art what my poop is to. Uh, salad dressing or, uh, I don't know but, sorry uh, whatever but why would so you guys clever. target them when guys like Rob Liefeld or is he too easy of a target too easy <laughs> he's an easy target but I honestly honestly would say he's a better artist than Greg Land I would agree because he actually draws yep. even though it's like not proportion and it's weird and like, Rob Liefeld is a bad artist but he you can clearly see that he loves what he does yeah. And that he's just having fun, and that you know earns a little bit of respect. He's not good at it, but he uh, he's got a passion for it. Yeah, Greg Land is a hack. Yeah. <laughs> he just traces porno covers and slaps them. I'm sorry, Greg. I'm trying to take up for you, buddy. But it's uh, terrible. I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I don't like slagging on anyone because, you know, whatever, if some people like it. But to me personally, my personal taste is that his art is fucking awful. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what comics has he done? He's He did a bunch of X-Men. Uh, he did, didn't he do Sojourn? He did Sojourn. Um, Uncanny X-Men. Sojourn looks Power. good, though. Uh, it, the, the actual book of Sojourn looks really good. I mean, when you flip through it. Although I do agree that tracing porn actresses and doing underage... <laughs> X-Men characters are uh, kind of creepy and gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I, I mean, so, so, I, I don't think it, that would be my worst as far as art-wise, but I can well, respect it's not that the you guys... Worst. Yeah, I, I mean, like, visually, if you just saw one image, you're like, oh, it looks kind of neat. Yeah. But then, but then if you look, like, he's just fucking tracing porno characters and uh, lightboxing them and... Uh, and using them over and over again. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, so, there's only so many times you can see Jenna Jameson as... Sue Storm, Storm taking it from the ass, you know, with like her facial expression, you know, that you would expect from that act happening. Yeah. Right? But, you know, the the comic, you know, it's like, you know, Galactus is eating, you know, the building, and she looks like, you know, someone's ramming it up her. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's just, that's just kind of bad as far as or not then, creative you know, at all. Exactly, yeah. I don't, I don't mind if something's bad, like badly drawn. Right. I can still like it, but if it's just poorly executed. I mean, you, and then, you support it. I mean, there's other things, too. Like, you know, like like two pages later, you know, it'll be a completely different porn actress as Sue Storm, mm-hmm. and she'll be having, like, you know, whatever painful, orgasmic face she's making, but, you know, it's a completely different situation that's occurring. Gotcha. And uh, so it's... And her features yeah. look different. You're like, is right, it supposed right. to be the same person? Yeah, yeah. that's that's a little... That, that's just not creative. Yeah. I mean, that would be like taking an old Hawk book and tracing over it and being like, look, I created this. Right. <laughs> no, I, you didn't. You I bet he could. That. I mean, he seems like he's capable of doing He, uh, he has. Yeah. You know, and uh, back in, uh, like, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, before mm-hmm. he even worked on Sojourn, uh, like, he drew. He could draw. Yeah. 
it's probably because people uh, started liking what he was doing, so now he's stuck because, yeah. you know, f- certain fanboys are probably like, oh, man, that's so hot. Look, 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 Sue Storm look like she's taking it up the ass. And then they're like, he's like, oh, well, Marvel keeps buying it, so why yeah, not? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Fuck Greg Lad. Greg Horn, too. Fuck that guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't love that guy, anyway. But I can't complain as much about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. If, they, if if people like him, you know, and I hope they make a, a career out of it. I just hope they like try to do it a little bit better. You know, like don't don't just rip off pornographics and well, like, actually okay. do something creative. Man. You know, if you're gonna have Ultimate Nick Fury in your comic, who is based off of Samuel L. Jackson, uh, find a fucking picture of Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. and use that for all the pictures. Of Ultimate Nick Fury, rather than not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always feel bad when I slag on these professional comics artists. Cause yeah, they're not listening. At least, I mean, at least they have a job in the field. Or well, whatever. you're not really slagging on them. You're just giving your I, personal. Yeah, opinion. it's just. Yeah, I, mean, I wish they could do better. I mean, I think all these guys are capable of doing so much better, and that's what pisses me off. It's not that I hate them. I'm like, I hope they're rich and like have a long career. But we've said that about the the, the yeah. guy whose name we should not name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh. and, and, and you guys, both of you guys, do comic books, so it's in your industry. I mean, yeah, it's I know with me and my movie buddies, we sit around and you know we complain about other directors right. and, and things. I mean, like Michael Bay for me is is complete garbage. I mean, mm-hmm. it, he just takes other product right now and. Leases it out, yeah. remakes Texas Chainsaw Friday Thirteenth. Uh, see, that's that's the same thing from Transformers, and says, "Oh yeah, I'm Michael Bay." Well, that's, Explosions. That's, that is the same thing. It's like because you see this guy, and you're like, "Wow, he's got this vehicle. He can do whatever he wants." Because mm-hmm. you know he works for Marvel. He you know directs these movies, and they instead of like doing something really creative, they like just do something cheesy and redundant. Yeah, it's it's the quick buck syndrome. Yeah. I mean, you can do so much better. Yeah. Oh well. So, I mean, it's not really ragging. It's just, you know, you're in the same field, and not everybody's going to get along, and not everyone's going to respect each other's work. So it's not like you're you're really dogging these people. Right. <laughs> and like you said, they're not listening. Anyway. There. <laughs> yeah. So, this is, uh, Matt, this is the point in time where we, we usually, where I find out where what I'm going to have to sit through or... Or push myself oh, to read. Okay, and this is <clears throat> this is an epic day. We've seen the wrestler, and it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, this it is, is epic. Uh, we missed the Super Bowl to watch Mickey work wrestle again. I, I as much as I liked uh, the wrestler, I uh, probably would have rather been watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> really? So, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl party. <laughs> Super Bowl party. <laughs> Free food. I'm sorry that today was the only day I was available. <laughs> it's all right. I will say uh, that luckily my my curse. Uh, didn't really go into full effect today. That's no, true. yeah, it was relatively quiet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did hear Doogie talking once, <laughs> and uh, Juliet. I heard her talking. Uh, that wasn't Juliet, twice. actually. Well, that was Casey. Yeah, yeah. it was Casey. <laughs> well, then, uh, then those two, I heard them talking uh, a few times. Uh, but <coughs> it, at least it was only like you know once or twice, and not throughout the entire fucking movie. And, and a lot of it was just laughter when something funny would come on. Well, you know. yeah, I totally understand laughing when something yeah. funny happens. I mean, yeah. that's that, why we're there to see the movie. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty tame. Yeah. Pretty tame. The, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, 
uh, what am I what am I going to be reading? Well, well, earlier in the week, I warned you. I was like, I, I have something that I really want to pick, but it's kind of big, and you're like, big, like what? And I'm like, well, you know, there's, it's it's pretty thick and big, and and you're like, well, is it a graphic novel or a, or a, a trade, trade paperback? Paper. And I was like, well, neither. <laughs> uh, and then, I, okay, I finally told you it's an anthology, so I think you're guessing you're guessing which ones it which ones right, it was. right, and I. And you said you know you thought it was either the the Meat House anthology, the latest one, right, um, or uh, comic book tattoo, the Tori Amos. Right. Robot. It's neither one of those. All right. Okay. It's Kramer's Ergot number seven. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't have enough room in my house <laughs> to <laughs> be able to have that in here. <laughs> it's pretty tall. It's really not that thick. I think it's less than a hundred pages, which you know for grabbing album, it's not very big. But it, yeah, so you lied to me, basically, is <laughs> what you're saying. How so? Because you said it was pretty thick. Well, it's, it is thick, but... I, no, but I if said, it's less than 100 pages, then... I said big. Like, when we were driving, I just said big. Today, today... No, was, you, you said thick, because we were at Mavericks. No, I was like big. I said it's big. It's no, pretty you said, big. you said it was pretty thick, <laughs> and I held up a, a trade paperback, and I said, like, this thick? And you said, no, thicker. Well, I was... Okay. And I grabbed, like, four trade paperbacks, and you're like... Yeah, kind of. Well, you know what I was doing? I was thinking of cutting the book in fours and placing them all on top of each other, because basically that's what you'd be doing. Because it's, you know, it's like the size of four trade paperbacks, like the face of it. And I was just thinking about them all stacked up together, and I was like, oh, it'd be like reading something this big, because you're basically every page you read is four pages of a book. So I was, I was trying to do the math that way. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so excited to read this book because it was supposed to come out. Uh, in early December or middle middle December or something like that, and they shorted us. We we only we only ordered two, but they sent you know they only sent one. They allocated our order, and uh, it didn't look like they were ever going to send the other one because we didn't get it for the next couple weeks. And I was like, oh fuck, we're not going to get it. And it showed up this week, and I was so excited. I was like, okay, I have to pick it because I'm so stoked to read it. So you bought it? Oh yeah, I bought it. A yeah. hundred and fifty some dollar book. It was, was one hundred twenty five. Yeah. But. But I got my discount, so... 25% off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've already read most of it. Right, I, just, right. I just started it yesterday, so... Uh, so I'll definitely, I'll definitely pass it over your way. We'll uh, wheel it over here. Yeah. Uh, see if we can... Uh, it w- will it fit in my door if we go sideways? It, uh, yeah, it's about, it's about the size of a, a large couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tall. It's like, I don't know, two or three feet tall. Something it's like pretty, that. It's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, here I am surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you when you guess comic book tattoo, I was like, I'll just let him think of it as that, and uh, that way it'll be a surprise. Yeah, we we made the deal, and you you, you screwed me on it. <laughs> you said you you said you can tell me if I guess it right. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about semantics. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, anything else anyone wants to say? Mm, go see the wrestlers. Fucking awesome. It yeah, was he's very good. Yep. Definitely go see it. Uh, do you want to just say what everyone's working on real quick before we get off? No. That way people can kind of keep working an eye. On a goddamn thing. <laughs> Eric's not working on a goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a podcast. It's called Gutter Trash. Yeah. You should uh, listen to it. There we go. He's uh, working on Gutter Trash as we speak. I, I'm, working on, uh, <laughs> I'm working on a comic a mini comic to give away at this year's Space, the small press alternative comics expo, 
uh, April 18th and 19th at the Aladdin Shrine Complex in Columbus, Ohio. Which you can see both of uh, you guys. Yeah, we'll be there. Both of them. So you can or have them should, sign your copy be, of yeah. your gutter <laughs> trash t-shirt that you bought. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, go to that show. It's fucking great. There's all kinds of great small press stuff. Yeah, there's uh, no one going to be there anymore. There's some, just <laughs> there's, there's some can't be there anymore. Uh, there's no reason to go. <laughs> check it out. Check out their website. It's at backporchcomics.com. Why is it at space.com? Well, there's a space space section at Back Porch Comics. <laughs> nice. It's too complex for me. <laughs> hey, I'm working on that. I'm working on a free comic. Sim, give it, give it away. You can't find this kind of deal. In it. Does Greg Horn give away shit? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what are you working on? Um, working on, actually, uh, Mavericks, which is where me and Jason both work. Are, um, they're carrying no-budget uh, local movies now. And I'm actually working on a movie that's going to be um, sold just exclusively through Backdoor Mavericks. Grandma. Backdoor Grandma's for? Uh, sure. Um, it's actually a remake of the uh, Wolf Hunter, and it's going to star uh, Plexi Star. And it's basically I'm taking the original script, which um, Matt Hoffman and myself wrote, and like it got all jumbled when it, the original was filmed. And we're just going to go in and shoot the actual original script now. So you're Michael Bay in it? Uh, no, it, not so much Michael Bay because I would be just remaking something that I already created. No, I'm <laughs> and I'm just going to make it and turn it up and make it so, uh, what it should be. So you're, we'll George, see. you're George Lucas in it? Kind of, yes. I'm Lucas in it. <laughs> you see what people don't know is actually Michael Bay gave the idea for Texas Chainsaw Massacre to Toby Hooper. Oh, wow. He yeah. traveled through time. Nice Yep. Very, very kind of. And, and said, hey, Toby, you should really get John Larroquette to narrate the film. <laughs> Was it John Larroquette? Yeah. Dan yeah. Fielding? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Mr. Henderson from Harry and the Hendersons. Was he in that? What? No, he wasn't in that. Wasn't he? No. No, you're right. No, he uh, wasn't. That was John Lithgow. <laughs> yes. Well, they have the same initials. That's true. <laughs> But uh, trust me, I know everything about John Larroquette that there is to know. I think you're going to say about Harry and Anderson. <laughs> I love that guy. I do love that movie. <laughs> Can you imagine an Art Adams uh, comic of Harry and Anderson's because of his like mad ape skills? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I just want to say no more remakes from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's that's my closing words. <laughs> It'd be nice, but you know, I gotta say that. There are some good remakes out there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, mind the uh, Hills Have Eyes remake. Hills Have Eyes was good. Mer- Texas Chainsaw was good. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, good. <laughs> The Fly, David Cronenberg. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The Thing. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. The thing. Yeah. You know they're making a prequel. Yeah, which I'm kind of excited about because really? I heard yeah. Carpenter's kind of giving it his blessing on it. and I didn't know that. But yeah, and I guess he read what it was kind of supposed to be about and supposedly he's saying that it's supposed to be pretty good. Hey, better than a remake, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no problems with sequels or, or prequels or whatever you want to do. You know, I, I didn't even mind the, the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. I haven't seen it, but uh, I do want to. Uh, yeah, it's, I do like Rob Zombie's uh, movies. Uh, I, loved, I loved Devil's Rejects. It's going to be one of those movies, Eric, I can guarantee you, at the beginning you're going to be like, what the fuck? But then as it starts going on, you're going to be like, all right. <laughs> uh, 
Rob Zombie's got a new movie coming out too, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. He actually put that on the back burner now. Really? Did you did you I hear know that he's going to do Halloween two? That's what he's doing before it now. Okay. They stopped the production of the one to go into Halloween two, huh. which is probably pretty smart because he's probably just going to use the money that he makes on that to put into the Tyrannosaurus Rex movie, right. which is kind of smart. And yeah. I would do the same thing if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, why don't you make a sequel to one of your movies?" Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the money. Also read today, and yeah, I know we're probably running long by this point, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, there's three of us, so there's, there's, uh, there's more, yeah, more there's time more, that we need to, more, to talk. More yapping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read today that uh, Sam Raimi's got a new movie coming out called uh, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. His first uh, non-Spider-Man movie in ten wow. years. It's like this May, I think, right? Yeah. And a return to the horror genre. And a return to horror, <laughs> yeah. Which she hasn't done since... Army of Darkness, doesn't I guess. It, doesn't it yeah. sound kind of Army of Darkness-ish, though? Like no, it, no, Isn't it about a guy that works... No, 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 I think okay. it's uh, more along the lines of like uh, a ring or uh, 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 an Asian uh, horror movie. He seems to really like, yeah. like re- you know, that, that genre because, I mean, The Grudge and, I mean, he was involved with the remake that's of that. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like that's just his, his thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh... As, as as much as I, I am a, a fan of Sam Raimi, as much as a fan I am of horror movies, as much as I would really love to see an Evil Dead four, I'm pretty much settled on the fact that it's probably never going to happen. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's I think getting way too yeah. old to even pull it off at this point anymore. But as long as Sam Raimi makes movies other than Spider Man once in a while, <laughs> perfectly happy. <laughs> yeah. You're all right with that. Yeah, I, think I mean I like the Spider Man movies except for the third one. But yeah, yeah I think the closest but, but thing. Your favorite Venom. <laughs> I think the closest thing to Evil Dead 4 you're going to get is those PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games yeah. where Bruce Campbell voices Ash. I think that's yeah. sadly probably the closest you're going to get to it. Or uh, My Name is Bruce coming yeah. out on DVD uh, in a few weeks. I, I heard it's terrible. Oh, I don't care. So is Man with the Screaming Brain, but I still <laughs> loved it. <laughs> I still haven't seen that either. It's yeah, it's terrible, yeah, but really. I loved it. I own it, so you can you can watch it if you want. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take off. And, uh, what the hell are we doing next week? Uh, Kramer's Zerg. Kramer's Zerg. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you then. Bye. Wow. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Bye. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.